Hey, welcome everybody to the Backyard Professor Live. Doug Vincent, good to see you, man. How you doing? We are going to have a good live. This was really stupid, you know. Tonight is the NFC playoff. How about Cincinnati? Holy cow, did they pull something out or what? That was amazing. What a comeback. 18 points down and they beat Kansas City. Woo-hoo, baby. There is going to be some talk in the coach's corner. <laughs> All right. Well, there's uh hey, six of us are here. Welcome, everybody. We are gonna talk about I uh my wife watched this last live I did and she laughed. She goes, You're not supposed to give a sermon, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to do Stuff like that. A live session is so that you can interact with your audience. I, well, I interacted somewhat. She said, no, you got to talk to them and let them talk to you. So that is what we're going to do tonight. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Doug. Uh, donate to, I hate to say this, but donate to the backyardprofessor.org. And, uh, I mean, donate anywhere you can, of course, but... I specifically receive that fund at backyardprofessor.org if and when you're so inclined. So thank you. That is very kind of you. I appreciate that. Hello, you guys. Mark Crispin. All right. Magnificent. You guys are awesome. I'm not even kidding. Furthermore, I'm serious. And that's rare because I'm never serious. And I'm serious about that. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, we're missing the NFC playoffs, you know. I mean, what a dumb time for me to go live, right? But, oh, well, yeah. Hey, it's good to see you again, Mark. Hope you had a good week. Everyone hit like. Okay, I, I don't know where the like button is. I can't see it. Ruth Smart, welcome back. Darling, you're awesome. Did I tell you that today? All other sheep, hello, young man. Jay, Jeremy in the audience. Is that football? Boy, I'll tell you what, I should I should be having a football. <laughs> oh, Tim Rathbone, how you doing? Good to see you. That's uh carry with a K, young man. Not that I care really. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I uh I watched the I, I confess I watched the game today and I thought Kansas City had it in the bag, and so did they, and then Cincinnati. Man, that defense, they beat them. Wow. Cincinnati to the Super Bowl. I might pull for them just because they won so well against Kansas City. <laughs> Nobody expected that. I guess that gives Mahomes a chance to uh, take a year and think about it, I suppose. All right. So... I've uh, I put on a, a different pair of glasses and I've also elevated my computer so I don't look like such a dork trying to look down so much. Ooh, I look like an old man. I gotta be re I gotta be careful. This is being recorded. I must I must act primp, proper, professional. I must use big intellectual words in order to be taken seriously. And I say Pah! Forget that noise. This is a live session. We're here having a ball. <laughs> so did anybody do anything fun and significant this week? Oh, Mark, quit it. But thank you. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good. Sounds like <laughs> Tim, Tim, you're being obnoxious, young man. Yeah, that's right. Obnoxious. You know what the definition of obnoxious is? Tim Rathbone. <laughs> no, look it up in the dictionary. It's right there. Page, what, well, let's see, obnoxious would be toward the back end. So it'd be in the 600s somewhere on one of them big old dictionaries, I'll bet. Like supercalifragil. You can spell that? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh my gosh, I'm impressed, man. Whoa, dude, I'm in the greatness of presence. <laughs> hey, it's been a it's been a heck of a week, man. I got this new Macintosh, right? And uh, I've got garage band so I can make some of my own good jingles and stuff like that. And oh, all 
day yesterday I spent making one of the coolest flipping songs. And then I somehow I goofed it up and I downloaded the song and it melded the song to a, the wrong video, man. I was so livid last night. Oh, I was ready to chuck it all. I was so mad. But today I figured it out. I tinkered around with it, and played around, got a got a new chess video up. So for those of you who like chess, I do have another video. I got to start doing more of those, man. They're they're good people there too. Caught up on the metrics this week. Yeah, nice, good job of the sheep. Yeah, that's that's a lot of. That's a lot of lecture, is it? Of course, and it's only one hour lecture. And uh, and then we had the question and answer session. And we had Dr. Dennis McDonald on that lecture with us at the uh, Western Esoteric Group. That was really quite the honor. He was spectacular. I loved his discussion and some of his suggestions for me. So from here, I moved forward. So And I actually did get a little bit of studying done today on Mithras. Not like I have been lately, but uh, so anyway. Good. Good on you, Joe Montana, over that Brady poser. Yeah, well, Brady might be calling it good. So, I mean, you know, you never know. It's about time. But, yeah, Joe Montana, oh, was he sweet to watch back in the day. I loved watching San Francisco. Hey, they're playing tonight. What are we doing on this Backyard Professor Live? I should have canceled. Now, listen, I'm here to tell you in advance right now, on Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to put off the Backyard Professor live Sunday night. I apologize for the inconvenience. I'll try to give you a double whammy the Sunday before. But, yeah, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. So that's, that's the one game of the year I actually do watch. And I confess I watched an extra one earlier today. So I, I'm not a huge football fan, but I am. I, I like them. Okie dokie. Jay Apple is pure music for the creator and artists. Congratulations. Yeah, a Apple is. I, I've been told that by a lot of people. I, now I just have to learn the ropes. I'm so used to the uh, shot cut version that the iMovie just drives me crazy. Oh, my goodness. And yet it's supposed to be better. So I suspect with some practice, I'll be getting going. But Yeah. Mark Crispin, what are you saying no about that? I'm not going to show up on Super Bowl Sunday. Listen, if I show up Super Bowl Sunday, it's going to be me sitting here looking stupid like I normally do watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, now we like to celebrate. I, I confess, I splurge a little bit when when the bowl comes on. Um, yeah, I I eat popcorn. It's true. I I hate to confess, but I go out and buy popcorn. No, actually, we do. I think last year, the one year we did crab legs, no joke. And then the other year we did a ribeye. Seriously, man. But normally we've been doing popcorn and ice cream and, you know, the crap that makes me fat and it takes me eight months to take it off my gut. It takes me two hours to put it on and eight months to take it off. Yeah, I hate that. Our bodies are our enemies in so many ways, right? So you watched Nemo stand up and object in the state conference when they did the sustaining of officers. Doug, really? Nemo did that, huh? Wow. He must be in your stake, huh? I haven't been to a state conference for decades. Can't say I miss any of it. Yeah, you got an M1 iMac, Doug. I got the, uh, I don't know, what did I get? What is this thing? I don't even know what the heck it's called. It's the 2021 Mac, though, but it's nice. How about the 14? Or I bought the uh, 16 instead of the 14, I think. So, oh, thank you, Mark. I, I have been forgiven. Now I can carry on. Get it? Carry on. Carry, uh, yeah, stop. Just stop while you're ahead. Oh, he's in England. He televised. Hey, Radio Free Mormon. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, I, I'm having a, a fun MacBook Pro. Yeah. I went the one below MacBook Pro. Uh, it's got the M1 processor in it, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't go the Pro. That's pretty pricey material right there. I mean, yeah, I saved for many, many moons just to get this one. But I knew I was going to get it when I came back and got involved with uh, Radio Free Mormon and Bill Real and putting back out videos. I said, okay, it's time to time to start saving money and get a Mac. So. How long have I been here, Radio Free? 
uh, I, I think I've been doing this like six months or something like that. I've got like 30, 32 videos up or something like that. So that's not bad. Bill only asked me to do one video every third week or so. And I'm doing way more than that because of course we all know I can't shut up. I'm not as funny or smart as radio free Mormon, but I can still out talk him. <laughs> all right. Nemo Rulin. Yeah, very, very good. How many Mithras have been found? Mithrays, um, there's been several hundred, uh, quite a few actually. Uh, and they're not all alike. The one thing I think that's common with all of them is at the one end, they have that, uh, they either have a sculpture in stone or else they've painted a stone with Mithra slaying the bull and they try to put the, uh, the Dioscuri on sides and then the sun on one corner and the moon on the other, but several of them have way many different interesting elaborations. So that, uh, that's interesting. It's really, you know, they were just small groups of people, kind of like us here. You know, we've got what, 18 people in. Uh, they had anywhere from 18 to 30. So there wasn't that many people involved. So that's kind of cool. And yet they spread all over the Roman Empire, north, south, east, west. I mean, there were tens of thousands of them, hundreds of thousands of them involved in it, uh, interestingly enough. None of us are as funny as RFM. That is true, Doug. Very good. You guys are both great. Thank you, other sheep. Uh, constant banter, a known hallmark of brilliant folk. Oh, Jay, you are way too kind. You are way too kind. I'm, I'm not worthy, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, if you're going to compliment the professor, then the professor is not going to shut up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if uh, eventually once this COVID crap ends, that we all in this chat could get together and have a barbecue. God, I'd love to do that. That would be so cool. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way. I am more funny than they all, Radio Free Mormon says. Yes. I love BYP. Oh, Ruth, you are way too kind. I love you too, babe. You are awesome. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I kind of like Masonic Lodges, Tim. Truly. Yeah, they just kind of cropped up all over the flipping place. Truly. that And actually, um, Ruck... Ruck and his uh, Mushrooms, Myth, and Mithras, he actually does end his entire book talking about the uh, the Freemasons, mostly what happened over the pond in Britain. I mean, I, I'm erring from America, so for me, Britain is across the pond. Some of you may be in Britain, so in that case, your own home place. <clears throat> but yeah, Masonic Lodges, the, the theme, there there's a lot of interesting similarities. Vlad, the impaler of your mom. Welcome, my friend. Watching now, if anyone here is interested in poorly made Age of Empire 2 videos, my first Age of Empires 2 video is going up in less than 30 minutes, folks. Okay, you heard it here. Backyard Professor Live first. Vlad, the impaler of your mom, is putting up an Empire 2 video. Let's all go watch it after we're done here. Yeah, RFM and professor in the same room. I must be in heaven. Oh, Mark, quit. Yeah, but I'm honored to have RFM with me. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Have a barbecue with you guys. That would be so awesome. Oh, now, wait a minute, Vlad. Just because you're in Australia, we could all find a way to come down and say hi to you. I wouldn't mind having a barbecue in the outback. That would rock. Yeah, well, welcome from Australia. Wow, that's you a long way away, buddy. Yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, you are the only sane person sometimes, Vlad. When you get involved with a group of uh, TBMs, uh, it's amazing what they talk about sometimes. Holy shish kebab, it's something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, 16 people, 13 likes. Thank you so much. I ought to quit while I'm ahead. Okay, I'm going to go now. Yes, I'm kidding. Calm down. I, uh, I, I forgot the book, but I have been studying a book this week that is just mind boggling. It's just, it's incredible. It's, uh, Barbara Walker's The Encyclopedia of Women's Myths and Secrets, and it's 1100 pages. And I'm, 
I mean, seriously, 1,100 pages. It's a an alphabetical encyclopedic work of all of the ancient, what, religions, symbolism, ideas. Oh, oh my gosh, it's a smorgasbord. I'm about three-fourths of the way through it, and I have like 800,000 tabs in it, like I do so many of these other books that I'm researching in. But wow, what a book. If you can get a chance, get it. Uh, oh, that's right. It is a Barbie down in Australia. Yeah, let's go have a Barbie in Australia. You are correct. All right. Chuck a shrimp on a Barbie, mate. Yeah, now that sounds good. I will confess, though, I did have a really nice slab of wild-caught salmon today for lunch, and that is one of my all-time favorite meats. And besides that, the cool thing about it is it is actually good for you. Yeah, no, I mean, would I lie about something like that? I'm telling you, these fish are good for us. Yeah, I love salmon. I don't eat it near enough. One, because the price is ridiculous. But yeah, we bought this. And you know, it's almost a crime to do this with uh, wild caught salmon, but we actually put it in the freezer and I found it the other day. I forgot I had it. So it had been in there like for, for two years, man. So we thought it and went ahead and cooked it and it, it turned out perfect. Two-year-old frozen salmon. That's a crime against the fish. I could get a ticket from the shark cops out there in the Atlantic if I'm not careful. But yeah, no, it was good. Salmon's awesome. Shrimp. Oh, one of my very favorite seafoods. I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. I, I like seafood. I've been blessed to like seafood. I love crab. I love shrimp. I love lobster. I love it all. Oysters. Um, all of it. Man, it, my mouth's water, and I'm going to start spitting on the screen thanks to you guys now. <laughs> okay, so there you go, Doug. Yeah, I love getting with these groups too. That's no. Hey, Micah Stott, welcome, welcome. I haven't learned how to uh, post any videos or whatever, or uh, not videos, uh, your comments. Otherwise, I'll put them up. I wonder what this said. Hang on, I wonder what this edit button means. I don't know what it means. I don't dare touch any buttons for fear it'll goof up the pizza and beer here tonight. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Nothing wrong with pizza and beer either. That is one of the best standbys. Steelhead trout, better than salmon? I'd, I'd have a tough time arguing with that. You're right. That was uh, Rowan Douglas sharing with us that blasphemy. Ah, let's see. I got my first New Testament book. Unity and diversity. Oh my gosh, Doug Vincent. You're going to love that. That is, look, I was an apologist when I read uh, that unity and diversity. <laughs> and I was blown away. That was one of the books. No joke. That was one of the books along with, uh, what's his nose? Uh, Fitzmeyer on Luke in the Anchor Bible series. And damn, that was a fabulous. He wrote, it took him two full behemoth 800-page books to cover the gospel of Luke. But uh, yeah, The Unity and Diversity by Dunn, that was one of those books that I was complaining about. We should be writing that kind of stuff to FAIR when I was involved with FAIR. So, oh, you're going to love that book. Hey, I'll tell you what, Doug, I'll pick it back up and try to reread it. Uh, I'll try to read it with you, okay? Hold on. I don't mean to show you the back of my beautiful head, but uh, I thought I had it here. Yes, I do. Yeah, that'd be worth doing the book review on, wouldn't it? You guys, that is a screaming book. I, I promise. He really he really pulls out. It's 500 pages. It's huge, but it's well-written. And he shows a lot of the issues with the contradictions, the problems between the Gospels, between current history and secular history and religious history. I mean, it is a fabulous book. You're going to love that book, Doug. Seriously, you really are. Congratulations. Mark Crispin. Yeah, I love wild-caught salmon. I know, no farm raised, but you know, when the wild caught isn't, I, I agree, but when the wild caught isn't available, I confess I eat the farm raised, but it's not nearly as good. It's not nearly as good for you. Although I have seen some uh, 
chatter that they're trying to change that. They're saying, no, if, if you're going to do farm-raised salmon, you're going to do this right. So uh, something might something might come of that. We hope, we hope. Halibut, yeah, halibut's good too. I, I can't. Sam Huff, welcome. Good to see you. I, like I say, I don't know how to. Uh, maybe I should just try to learn how to to do this. I I really wish I. Hold on, I'm going to try something. Nope, it didn't work. I wonder if it's under this edit button. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that just goes back to the main page. I'm not going to do that. Well, anyway, not a big deal. Not a big deal. What's this arrow? I don't dare touch anything, man. It'll probably blow up on me or something. What's this? Send feedback. Oh, that's feedback to the, the program, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you can. You can keep up, Doug. Just calm down. Have you considered joining Community of Christ after having left LDS? Rowan Douglas asks me. Um, I they're way the heck back over there in Middle America, and there's very, very precious few of them here. But no, I, I honestly haven't. Um, I think part of my issue is I'm a Capricorn, and if you'll study the astrological, fundamental, basic, concrete, realistic, Holy Ghost-driven truths of astrology, you will see that Capricorns don't mind winging it by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, part of my issue is I don't do groupthink. I mean, I do. You have to, sure, but, but not not to the extent that uh, churches would demand. So I, you know, I'm not, I'm technically not even looking for another church. That's not a big deal to me. Um, but I do want to uh, develop, keep going, learn more uh, spirituality, but I don't equate spirituality with religion as such. Sure, the churches do, but I th I think there is a difference, and I think individually I can do just fine without the group. Uh, and yet I do enjoy group participation also. So you know, uh, who knows what the future will bring? Things could change. I mean, life changes you, right? Here I am doing a backyard professor live, not as an apologist either. So, but the great question, Rowan, absolutely. Uh, Tim Rathbone says Nazareth did not exist until the next century. That is, I have seen that. Uh, I do believe Dunn talks about that somewhat, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's an issue. If it did exist, it was truly very small. So that's unlikely. And of course, um, like I've shown with, uh, Dennis McDonald's materials, some of those stories were brought in from other, uh, stories. And so they were, ad-libbing in order to present a new approach, a stronger approach in their own story than what the most popular stories around the region were going on for. So maybe, maybe they did invent Nazareth. Who knows? Yeah. Catfish. I had catfish on my mission. Uh, as long as that one guy in my first area cooked it, it was sensational. Uh, when I tried to cook it, it was horrible. So I didn't know the secret. I didn't know the recipe. But uh, yeah, if if I learned how to cook catfish, I'd eat it. I have had it. So yeah, it's best fried in cornmeal. Yeah, that's true, Sam. Correct, correct. Sardines, absolutely. Sardines and crackers. One of my very favorite snacks. And they are extremely good for you. Health-wise, yeah. Yeah, I love sardines, too. Jesus is a Capricorn. Hey, Radio Free Mormon just won the lottery. That's correct. Jesus was a Capricorn. No wonder he didn't like the church in his day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do you consider is your biggest nemesis at farms, Doug Vincent asked? I don't have anybody who's a nemesis. Are you kidding? I love everybody and everybody let, boom. Um, well, 
you know, I don't, uh, I don't keep track of them, but I do mock them somewhat and sometimes somewhat harshly, in my opinion, justifiably because of the ridiculous asinine antics that they do. Uh, I would say, and see, I don't like seeing anybody as a nemesis anyway, so I don't look at them that way, even though I'm disagreeing with them, you know, even though I interpret things differently, even though I take the history different, I read different books, I think differently, I do life differently. So that's a good question. I, I wouldn't necessarily call any of them uh, my nemesis. That's fascinating, isn't it? I, I wouldn't, yeah. So, all right. Uh, if you liked his commentary on Luke, you could join Fitzmaier's church. <laughs> Micah Stutt. Yes, I suppose I could, but uh, hell no, I'm not going to. And believe me, the history is one of the main factors. You think Mormonism has a bad history? Oh, you start reading Catholic history and it's blood curdling. It's a horror, man. <clears throat> yes, and I know that was way back then long ago. Don't kid yourselves. If we didn't have the laws we do today, religion would still enslave you and force you to think like it wants you to and destroy everyone else. So, yeah. Boy, that's pretty pessimistic outlook, isn't it? The trouble is I've got history to prove it. And, and I don't mean just way back when. I mean, it went on for millennia and it still goes on today. Look, uh, oh, I, my chest deals in the way. When I read the Leonard Arrington biography and uh, did a video a couple of weeks ago on it, some of the brethren behind closed doors were proposing book burning. And that was in the 1980s, man. And that just, I, I, that convinced me right there. Brethren, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. You're just a bunch of clowns who want to be important. I'm not interested in that. You know, if, if book burning is still being talked about behind closed doors in religion, then religion is too damn stupid to learn anything. So why bother with what they have to say? Hey, that was a pretty good diatribe, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I'm stone cold serious on that one. So, uh, I won't let anyone stand between me and my creator. Other sheep, there you go. That's correct. Yeah, one mediator is fine. That's enough, right? Truly, seriously. And, uh, yeah, well, catfish would be required eating in the South, Doug. Absolutely. Hey, Patty Cake, welcome, welcome. You look like a squid man to me, Prof. I have actually eaten squid. That's interesting. Yeah. And actually it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was uh, years ago when I, years ago when I went to my very first fair conference, I drove down to California and I stopped on the coast to one of those tourist trap uh, seafood shops. And I bought one of those uh, platters that gave you a little bit of everything, a sampling. I mean, the, the stupid thing was 45 bucks, man, but yeah, it had like, 25, 30 different entrees, and I tried them all, and and uh, squid was on that. So, yeah, I, I did eat squid. All right. Yeah, yeah, Sam Huff. I try to eat southern food a little bit, too. I've kind of had to build my way into it, though, truly. He's a bot. Oh, Sam. Radio Free Mormon says you're a bot now. You've you've had it. <laughs> Uh, no take backs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. Other sheep. Book burning. Our witches next. See, that's the asinine thing about organized religion. People just accept that whatever they label must be the truth. So all you have to do to defeat your enemies is call it a witch. I mean, talk about horrendous misuse of power. Oh, and how they treated those witches, Judas Priest. Well, Barbara Walker in his book, The Women's Myth of Secrets and uh, The Women's Secret Book of Secret Myths, whatever, Barbara Walker, she talks a lot about, well, the Inquisition, the witch hunts, the asinine power grab, and the horrendous inhuman way that the church treated people for thousands of years. I can't believe anybody's Catholic myself, but that's just me. So, 
Anyway, I'm not here to diss the Catholics, but I am here to say their history sucks for them. So, anyway. All right. I heard about that, Doug. They went and rounded up at the University of Utah, Arrington's papers after he died. I mean, what a bunch of schmucks, right? How, how could you possibly believe those guys are interested in the truth? You know, you study the Mormon history, and it's only 200 years old, and that's all it takes. Not from their point of view, from all points of view, and then you compare and you contrast them. That's what I was doing. And that's how I started to put two and two together. And and then the fact that and RFM put it really well in his interview with uh, what's his nose, John Delin. Ooh, I hope he doesn't take offense. I called him what's his nose. But in his interview, he said, you know, I, seriously. I, and I complained about this at fair too. I said, look, I don't want fair to become another Sunday school because I, I I've out grown it. They just keep repeating the same old stuff on such a low level uh, intellectual denominator that it's boring. And they say, well, maybe you don't have the spirit. Well, maybe you're not getting intellectual enough. You know, they always try to throw it back on you. And I quit doing that stupid bullshit too. I said, no, no, not on me, you. Your lesson manuals suck. <laughs> and yeah, I told them that. And then they promptly put me in as a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> and I think it was when I I gave the uh, the Hebrew of Genesis. And I got to the point where Adam and Eve were naked and all that jazz. And I refuted James Talmadge that the fall had nothing to do with sex. It it was all about sex. And then I brought in Lilith, and that's when they had enough. They said, what? Lilith wasn't Adam's first wife. Yeah, you, you got to, you know, open up your brain. Do a little bit more reading, people. <laughs> I told you, your manuals suck. You're not telling us the full history. And that's when they kindly released me. I lasted a couple of months, but it was fun. Hold on, I got to try to. One question to cut to the chase. Jay, go ahead. Don't you let anyone burn your magnificent library. Oh, I won't. I've I've got guns. Nobody's going to burn my library. No way, no how. Over my dead body, for sure. Have you heard anything in regards to LDS using temples and real estate as a money laundering front through construction contracts for contractors such as Zwick Construction, Rowan Douglas asks. I personally haven't. Uh, the man to ask to check into that would be RFM, though. That would be a fantastic Mormonism live discussion for him and Bill to look into. That would not surprise me. Now, see, isn't that, you know, it? it's too bad that we're to the point now to where Crap like that wouldn't surprise us. As a kid, that would have blown me away that that question could even be asked. Well, of course, the church is honest. <laughs> now you can bet they're into all kinds of schemes, right? Which is so unfortunate because they've gone after the money. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, me too, Radio Free Mormon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jay, love me some Catholics, especially the devout queer ones. Hey, you can love everybody. As far as I'm concerned, that's the whole idea. We're supposed to love, not judge and hate those who can't think like us, like uh, the former Mormon apologist at Farms Act like. So, Richard R., welcome. I didn't see you sneak in here. I'm glad you're here. 30 people. This is awesome. It is bigger than organized religion. It is any ideology that is held without criticism. Yeah, that's probably true, huh? Will I be forgiven if I, if you burn the miracle of forgiveness, will you be forgiven? Not only that, you'll be blessed. <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, that's backyard doctrine one-on-one. But yeah, just Chuck it. Don't even put it in DI in their bookstore because then some other poor soul is going to find it and buy it. Just get rid of it. 
But yeah, you'll be blessed. The morgue is selling off land at a fast pace. 22,000 people joined ex-Mormon Reddit. That's 222 a week. Rathbone says. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the growth factor of ex-Mormonism is huge. It really is. Hey, when I joined Reddit, I think about four years ago, I don't post there at all, but I, I did there for a while, but I joined him just to kind of keep tabs of who was saying what. It was 23,000 four years ago, and now it's over 200,000, isn't it, Tim? I think it's over 200,000, 220,000, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you guys, when you consider the demographic of that, those are the teenagers up to the age 30 is the main uh, audience in that. That's huge. That's enough that it forces the church to go into these completely hokey failures called rescue missions. <laughs> that is so laughable how they conduct it, let alone why. Yeah. Well, you made your bed. You got to sleep in it, gentlemen, brethren, brethren. Yeah. That's interesting about selling off land. Yeah. I know most Mormons have never even heard of Lilith. Very few Christians have either. Uh, what's her head? Barbara Walker has a lot on Lilith in her book. Uh, <laughs> other sheep, she might have been. <laughs> Wasn't she the witch that was married to Fraser? She might have been. Yeah. Yeah, Richard R. has a good point, too. 222 a week. Imagine how many family members that affects. Maybe 10,000 free per week or 1,000 free per week. Sorry, my glasses went foggy there. I may get promoted to Relief Society President Patty Cake. Patty Cake, what you ought to do is go to church and burn the miracle of forgiveness on one of the tables in the classroom. Yeah, you'd probably get arrested, though. Don't do that. But, yeah. Yeah, have a, oh, you want a book burning? Well, let's do it then. I've got a whole bunch of old farms books I'd burn for that kind of a celebration, right? You would make a fantastic Relief Society present, other than the fact that they wouldn't uh, allow you to speak for very long. But, oh, well. Yeah. Thanks. How about that 11th article of faith? Other sheep asked about the 11th article of faith. Well, yeah, but see, for Mormons, they think all of that stuff applies to everyone else, not themselves, see, right? Yeah, that's the, uh... oh my gosh, Tim says there's been 40,000 Exmos in the past six months. That's huge. Seriously, the Tanners never got that. Wow, that's pretty good. Wendy Watson. Oh, Richard, that's bad. 220,000, Tim says. Yeah. Sam, build a man a fire. He'll be warm for days. Set a man on fire, and he'll be warm for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that on the inside, though, shall we? <laughs> I hear fire hurts. Yeah, actually, it does. Yeah. A ward a day leaves. 222 a day is awarded, isn't it? Wow, that's quite a there you go. You get the impact of that. The Europe rescue rescue was a total fail. Doug says, yeah, absolutely. So was the Boise. The Boise was a complete joke. It was a fiasco. <laughs> I got that from someone who attended it. Yeah, they're they are quite silly, those guys. Uh, if you want to, Max Jenkins, welcome. I didn't see you sneak in either. Uh, Max is asking, uh, is it worthwhile to attend church and attempt to bring more Exmo light and knowledge to the chapel Mormons? Uh, you can do that without having to attend church, however. there There's a lot of ways you can do that. But I mean, if, if you're comfortable and that would be your cup of tea, then sure, go for it. I myself personally, I enjoy making the videos and staying away from them for now. Um, I may periodically go back. I mean, if a friend of mine asked me to go for his son's wedding or whatever, I'd go attend the reception stuff, sure. But their meetings, oh, 
Well, unless I may be the nap, you know, maybe if I, on Saturday night, hey, on Saturday night, if I produced enough videos and stayed up late enough, then I could go to church, sleep through it, and get the credit. Yeah, baby. That's a good program right there. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Lilith is my new name. Patty Cake. Ooh, you're moving up in the world quick, aren't you? Hey, BYP, what do you do for a living? Sam Huff asks. Do for a living? I don't do anything for a living. <laughs> now I got uh, five years left. I am a building maintenance supervisor for a local credit union. I make sure everything works. I am the head grunt. I do what nobody else wants to do. <laughs> and I get her done. Yeah. I've got uh, 14 buildings that I'm responsible for, the the uh, snow removal, the uh, sprinklers, the lawn care lights. I don't do the computers. That's an entire separate department. But, yeah, I, I maintain and keep things running smooth. When uh, light switches quit working or when I need to change ballasts and light bulbs or change light bulbs or fix toilets or whatever it takes, uh, repair a a bit of sheetrock in a wall if some idiot opens the door too hard and pounds the doorknob through and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's what I do. So see, I'm basically a glorified nobody, right? Yeah, that's how it works. There you go, Richard R. If the brethren actually did want. I mean, if it wasn't so much for their stupid phony image that anybody can see through, they probably would try to do a Reddit rescue. That's a good point, actually. Hell, let's see a Reddit rescue. Maybe we ought to start petitioning the brethren and see if they'll listen. Yeah, that would be interesting. Rescue 97, Tim? I don't remember that one. I know, see, this whole idea of doing rescue, that shows you the church is on the defense now. Man, it was never that way when I was a teenager. We were we were Saturday's warriors. We were, we were the rough stone rolling down the mountain, becoming the whole kingdom of the whole world. And now they're trying to rescue. Uh, that's very interesting. And it's, it's directly related to the time when the internet showed up. So this is all interesting. Yeah, Lilith is in the Legend of the Jews. That's correct. She's a. Uh, they talk about her a little bit in the uh, Zohar, also. Not a whole lot though, because they they really don't like. Uh, they would rather have Eve, but you know they've kind of they've taken the myth and sort of skewed it quite a bit. So that is what they have done. I think handing out copies of the CS letter would be fun. Sam Huff. Yeah. Uh, isn't that an interesting situation? Seriously. Uh, you have Steve Smoot ridiculing it. You have uh, Terrell Gibbons making fun of it. You have Dan Peterson mocking it, etc. Oh, well, we've already got the answers for this. Oh, that's old information. And the kid that the guy that wrote it did not have a PhD, so it's not legitimate information. I mean, they will do absolutely everything about the CS letter except discuss it and show where it is wrong. I did a video on that a few months back. That impressed me because if it's such a slop, crap, lousy, dumb job, why is it so much more effective than anything the church prints for missionaries? Maybe they ought to think about that, right? Because it's seriously one of the most effective pieces. Uh, and, you know, well, he didn't have a PhD, so it can't be legit. I mean, talk about hoity-toity arrogant bullshit. Uh, Dan Peterson should know then to argue that approach, and yet that's his approach. You know, John Gee says, well, he's not an Egyptologist, so he can't understand the book of Abraham. Well, Lottie flippin' da, 99% of the people aren't. Those who write the stupid, boring church manuals are not the Egyptologists either. 
So should we listen to anything any of the leaders have ever said about the book of Abraham? Incidentally, my good friend Paul Osborne has shown how they don't talk about the book of Abraham in general conference, and they haven't done so for decades and decades and decades and decades. You notice that general conference, they don't quote the book of Abraham. Man, they rarely touch the Pearl of Great Prize. They won't hardly touch the book of Moses either. So yeah, that's interesting. CS letter would be fun. Good job, Sam. You're retired fart. That's good. I will be soon. Ah, you are the soul of modesty, Professor. You are a legend. Oh, Patty Cake, you are too kind. Thank you, my dear lady. You're wrong, but thank you anyway. That's very nice to receive that kind of a compliment. Hey, Iskromis, Iskromis, welcome. Sometimes you're a carpenter like Jesus. True. I have done quite a bit of woodwork. Yeah. I did a video on that too. Boy, I'm doing videos on all kinds of stupid crap, aren't I? Okay. Let's see. Who else is here? Vlad says if the brethren really cared for, or should they go to RX Mormon Reddit and they just try to save us? Um, At least try to save you. Right. I Look, I entirely agree. But see, here's the thing. What are our assumptions here? Right? Let's uh, let's explore our assumptions. We are assuming that the brethren want the dialogue. They don't. It, who was it? Oaks or uh, couldn't have been Holland. This was way too intelligent of a comment from him. Could it have been Packer? Back a while ago, one of them said, this church is not a democracy. It's like they say, well, you can believe anything you want. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> well, then I'm going to go to where I can. I'm going to go to ex-Mormon Reddit. See, that's half the church's problem. They want to dictate to everyone else, but not analyze the interpretation or the doctrines or the practices or the policies that they immediately find are just dumb as dirt so that with Nelson, with his holy phony prophecies, has to go back a couple of years later and rescind those so-called revelations and policies, you know. And the amazing thing is these idiots aren't even embarrassed about how utterly stupid they look. And that's their issue. <laughs> That'll be their problem, not ours. So, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tim. I don't think they'd want us to attend. <clears throat> Mark uh, says Mormon Church is running scared now. Its members are starting to think for themselves. I suspect, I don't know if running scared is the right word, but yeah, they're they're at least beginning to reassess and realize uh, we can't control the narrative anymore. I love that part. I tout that every time I can. They cannot control the narrative anymore. And this is good. Yeah. And uh, Patty Cake, let's nominate Jerry Reynolds for Sunday school president. Yeah, right. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? True story. Yeah, Tim, the Wall Street and agency sales approach can't think outside that box. That That is it in a nutshell. Yeah. See, we don't have to apologize. We have nothing to apologize for. In other words, we're always right. And Dan Peterson has taken that to heart. No matter how many times he is thoroughly refuted and trounced in arguments, he never says, oh, well, I could have been wrong. I'll have to relook at that. Because, of course, he's always right in his own mind. In his own mind, he's a legend, right? So, oh, well, that's the way it goes. Sam says, critical thinking is the LDS church's biggest enemy, perhaps, but I would propose being an individual could be as big of an issue with them because they want to emasculate you and make you conform. They want you to look like them, smell like them, think like them, act like them, dress like them. So that could also be a gigantic factor. Oh, thank you, Yamote M6. Thank you and welcome. I didn't see you sneak in here. Welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, yeah, Sam, I caused waste for years. They finally kicked me out after following me on Gene. 
<laughs> oh, good for you, Tim. Yeah. Tim, you're valuable on the internet. I'm glad you got kicked out, man. Welcome to the internet. I'm not even kidding. You're welcome on my doorstep here at Mormonism Live or wherever else you can come and park anytime, man. All of you guys are. Here's my church right here, this group, the Mormonism Live group. Yeah, yeah. This. Have you noticed how enjoyable it is? to kind of talk things out. It's okay to agree. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say yes. It's okay to have a, a different interpretation of so-and-so or, or so-and-so's take on the scripture and all. And we don't get mad at each other and start anathemizing and excommunicating each other. No. No, the whole fun is in the discussion. That's just my opinion, but you know, I am a motor mouth, so that's what happens. Yeah. What's Ruth saying? I didn't see what Ruth said. Dart, dart, what will the church turn into as the narrative crumbles? That is a great question. Uh, and truthfully, I don't think any of us know. What it will turn into is a, just my, what they're doing, at least it appears to be on the surface is, the more likely people that are more likely to uh, discuss an issue and be willing to say, well, okay, this is the church's point on this, but I've seen an interpretation that says this, and actually neither one of them really strike me as true, so I see it as this, etc. What they're doing is they are losing those who are willing to analyze things a little more carefully. And so I think part of their problem is they are worse of a yes man organization right now than they ever have been. Wouldn't you agree? Just based on what little I see at this, I mean, I'm not doing church watch every single day. I've got too many dadgum cool books to study and I've got great people like you to interact with. So in some respects, it's almost irrelevant. But on the other hand, I do want to bring you the latest church news because there are so many gaffes and ridiculously stupid things that are going on there. Just like this last week, that BYU professor that that uh, had sex with three of his students alone in his office behind closed doors, and he carried on an affair for like two years. And uh, he told him that it was Heavenly Father's wish for you to let me help you. Don't go to a psychiatrist about something. And then he ended up abusing him and he got caught. I was just in the news this last week, but stuff like that happens far more often than you think, you know. It's crazy. I just heard a rumor that the church is going to charge money for the Come Follow Me manual. Is it true, Max Jenkins? I, I truly don't know, and I, I don't even want it while it's free. <laughs> Unless I had to reference it to refute something in it. I, I've never even seen one, and I don't feel I'm missing out much. Because we already know what it says. You can tell by the title, Come Follow Me. It'll emphasize Jesus, him making a church, the living prophets, the unique Joseph Smith scripture of the Book of Mormon. They won't bring out the Book of Abraham. I predict right here, right now. I've never seen one of them, but they will not talk about the papyri in the Book of Abraham or the facsimiles. I predict that they're not doing that. No, of course not. They're teaching you how to be more loving fathers and husbands and better parents with your kids. Make sure the kids go to seminary and please attend your meetings so that you can be worthy. They're going to focus on worthiness, I predict. And because someday you're going to get your eternal family in the temple. That's what I predict those manuals are. And I've never seen one. And I promise I would almost be willing to bet my year's paycheck that I'm not that far off. Yeah, it's all predictable. It's the same old pap pablum and fluff. So, yeah, I don't know. That, that's that's interesting. Oh, hey, what are you guys congratulating Sam for? What's he doing? Probably been 20 years since I attended LDS Church. It's been a great 20 years. Yeah, me too. It really has. There's no, the interesting thing is with this perspective now of looking back on it, 
uh, and being where we are today, you look and yeah, you had the fear factor and yeah, there for a while there was some wringing of hands and you felt guilty and you felt bad and all that jazz. But you know what? There's not a 20 year regret, right? I've never had that. <laughs> so it's been a pretty good 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. The good ship Zion has hit a large iceberg. Yeah. It's called truth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not having the faith crisis. The church is having the truth crisis. I, I can't remember where on Reddit I read that, but I have used that consistently for years because that's the way it is, you know. When they try to call me the apostate, I call them the apostates. I, I don't take their labeling. I, I don't agree with it. and There's no reason to, so... I just give it right back at them. Okay. <laughs> Radio Free Mormon. This church needs an enema. Yes, start at the church office building. That's where the most shit is. <laughs> Clean it out first. Uh Knowledge comes from all sources, other sheep. And and that is true. Now, see, Brigham Young said that. but And they periodically, they'll uh, use Brigham Young, but they're only paying lip service because what is the emphasis in most of the church stuff? Oh, well, read church-approved literature only. <laughs> what a con job. What idiot's going to do that except those who believe it, right? And that's how they keep you in. I can't disagree with that. Knowledge does come from all sources. All right. What are we doing now? I'm trying hard not to look up. Yes, yeah, a yes man group. It really is, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, yeah that's no joke. Yeah, uh, retrenchment. That's the other thing the church is doing. Doug brings up a good point. Retrenchment. Man, I never heard that as a youth. You got to keep your testimony. You got to work extra hard to pray the way we tell you to pray and to pray about what we tell you to pray about. And in order for the proper answer to be given, of course, you need it to be answered in this manner because any other answer is going to be false. See, they dictate to God how to answer our prayers. I just don't buy that anymore. <laughs> it's all good. See, stuff like that really does bother a lot of people. And and it, it probably did bother me for a little while, but it really doesn't now. So, and, and this is good. See, time is the healer, right? Seriously. Oh my goodness, you guys. 46 of us. I think this is one of the highest attending ones. You guys aren't watching the football game. Well, thank you. Well, I mean, not really. We should all be watching that football game. Football! It's the American pastime! Come on, you people! <laughs> uh, we're, why skip a good discussion, right? We cannot, besides, my wife put the DVR on so it's being recorded. I can watch it if I really want to. Very good. Yeah, yes, man, group. That is true. What? Max Jenkins, you got banned from the, oh, the pro LDS Reddit. See there again. Yeah, see? Beautiful example, Max, right? Yeah, if if you're going to think differently than what you're allowed to think from Salt Lake City, they'll kick you off their websites. That's not dialogue. See, they don't, the reason they don't have dialogue is because, and, and this is just my opinion, but they already have the truth. So there's no point in having a dialogue. You shut up and listen, and I'm going to teach you the discussions my way, and then you're going to believe. That's what the Mormons want. There's no such thing as dialogue in Mormonism anymore. Not that there ever was, but yeah, yeah. So they'll kick you off their groups. That is true. That is very true. Yeah, that, that's a badge of honor. Seriously. And he says, they can't stand any honest questions or different opinions. Max Jenkins, you hit a home run on that one. That is absolutely correct. 
And and this isn't to be, we're not trying to be snooty or highbrow or more important or more righteous than them when we make that observation, because how many of us here have had that experience? Right. And after a while, you know, you get several hundreds of thousands of people on Reddit, here, elsewhere on, on the YouTube, the internet, who keep having those same experiences, well, then there you have it. You know, it's not us distorting the truth. It's us sharing our experience. And the experience is not good. How can it be? They quit doing firesides and roadshows. I mean, how asinine is that? That was the funnest thing I did in my youth. That's what kept me going back to church. Now they got rid of it. I'm not coming back, brethren. That's how it works. Okay. Everybody hit the like button. Oh, well, Radio Free Mormon, you're very kind. Members used to brag about how they don't worship the prophet. And now you can almost get excommunicated. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, really? For real? I mean... Wow. You know, we don't do hero worship. We just love Joseph Smith more than we love anyone else. Is that true, though? I don't think so, man. I don't think Joseph Smith's vision has carried through the last two centuries into modern Mormonism. I really don't. Who was it I was talking with on the phone the other day? Might have been you, Radio Free Mormon, where we were talking. It was either you or Delin or one of you. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the church has sunk. The church has invested vastly too much money into Salt Lake to just up and hightail it over to Jackson County, Missouri. And then the other issue is Missouri probably wouldn't take them anyway. <laughs> the state would say, hell no, you're not coming back. Well, sure, you own a little bit of the land, but that doesn't mean you're bringing your church here. Not happening here, man. So. Yeah, I, I don't think the vision of Joseph Smith is carried through. I don't think they give a flying flip. What I mean, it was you, Radio Free Mormon, because you brought up this idea of the gathering with me. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and he mentioned uh, the gathering now is just stay where you're at. Gather where you're at. Don't, don't all come together here in one geographical spot. Uh, and then they gave some kind of an excuse about why and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I, I don't think Joseph Smith's vision's alive at all. So, okay, let's see. What else are we? Oh, man. Oh, you guys are multitasking me. Hey, Patty Cake, I would do that. Follow you to the bargain in Goodwill. I love our Goodwill. We, our town actually just got one just about three years ago. It's a pretty cool place. I like that place. That's awesome. Isn't that interesting? Tim brings up a point. Any CES employee has to have a temple recommend. You see, they force you into conformity, right? Kind of interesting, huh? Uh, Hey, Space Ace, welcome. I didn't see you sneak in here. Welcome. Uh, he asks, are temples being built as a way to extract more money from members? Uh, they could be, but the trick is there's less and less people going to them. Well, for one reason, because there's a lot less people going to church these days as well. But in order to keep the to keep the uh, faithful ones, to keep the diehard, the really indoctrinated ones, uh, you must have a temple recommend to be employed, for instance, etc. So, yeah, and the way to have a temple recommend is the tithing. So, uh, in some ways, I suppose you could look at it that way. Yeah, I think somehow through the uh, through between us and Joseph Smith um, coming down through the line. The, uh, the esoteric, the, uh, the, well, how would you call it? The religious aspect of the meaning of the endowment got lost. And now it's just a way to count heads. Um, because there's no spiritual instruction going on in the temples now. 
I mean, they kicked me out of the Celestial Room when I tried to ask questions. They well, we got to hurry you out because we got another group coming in. I mean, crap. <laughs> What's the point, you know? And now that they've put films in there and they've cut it down uh, from a two and a half hour endowment down to what, 20 minutes or what, it's all about the numbers. Well, the, the spiritual uh, experience doesn't happen like that. They're streamlining everything because, of course, in our economy, the question is, how much money do you have? Because you can buy anything in this world for money. And so who wants to take time to receive eternal truth in the temple when you could be working? Yeah. So I, I think the vision of Joseph Smith has been kind of, you can say it's evolved if you want. I personally think it's been all but lost quite frankly. I mean, who has ever taught the doctrine of intelligences? Of course, NRFM kicked its butt here a few podcasts back. <laughs> that was a great show, RFM. I loved that one. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and see, Mark Crispin has a good point, too. You know, you call the church a cult and they get mad. Well, then stop acting like a cult. You know, <laughs> duh. If you don't like it, quit acting like it. That's that's how I, you know, it's like these guys online now who are yelling at me for asking for donations. They're mocking Bill Real and RFM and John DeLynn and several others. Well, I mean, I don't mind asking for donations, backyardprofessor.org, if you would be so kind to. That's my personal podcast uh, in the umbrella organization of Mormon Discussions, Inc. But I mean, if I can make several tens of thousands of dollars toward the end of my life discussing religion. Well, the church has made hundreds of billions off it. So if they can do that, do I feel guilty for asking for money? Heavens, no. Are you kidding me? This is a topic that people want, they need, and they deserve help working through with. Did you just see last week's, this last Wednesday, uh, Mormonism Live, where Maven unmasked, and she told her fabulous story. Yeah. See, there's a lot of people who are still hurting. There are a lot of people going through all this noise and distraction and all. Well, we need to help them. So I don't mind getting on the forefront, and I don't mind asking for a little bit of money, and I do appreciate it too. But it's not so that I can go buy five two to $500,000 homes like Boyd K. Packer did. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm going to do is buy more of these and share real knowledge with my audience. That's my ambition, right? So it all works out in the wash. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, Radio Free Mormon, see you later. The football game's on. Silly man. He's got his priorities right. I think I'll take off and go watch the football game too, except I'm not quite done here yet. Seven o'clock, close. Well, let's see, I've been going for an hour and eight minutes. That's good timing. That is a good thing. See, here's the other thing. Um, I just know, whoops, I missed it now. <laughs> 